Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchables.com. My name is Nick Bog. Today is June 13th, and yes, oh yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No, get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting the site and what we do. Happy Monday, y'all. All right, yesterday, Ross Stripling won six innings, pitched zero runs, one hit, zero walks, four Ks, and it's wonderful, and it's great against the Tigers, and now he gets the Yankees, and you don't really want to hold on for Ross Stripling past that start as he gets the White Sox and the Red Sox. Like, maybe he's okay against the White Sox, but honestly, like, this isn't, it's not worth it. Just be like, awesome, Stripling, you did your thing, and send him off, and that's okay. Robbie Ray, Ray went, oh man, Robbie Way. Robbie Ray went against the Red Sox, seven innings pitch, zero and runs three, it's one walk, and four Ks yesterday. Finally, he did a good thing. And he went 50% sinkers. And if you remember last time, I was really upset that he threw this many sinkers. Now he really leaned into it. And sure, fewer home runs, but now it's just now Babbitt game, and it's 25% CSW, seven whiffs. Like, this isn't the Robbie Ray that we want. I'd rather take the chance on him throwing four seamers and chasing that legitimate high as opposed to this, personally. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Maybe he can find a balance between sinkers and then four seamers for whiffs, but man, this doesn't seem right to me. Uh, Justin Verlander's dope, so is Carlos Rodon. Jeffrey Springs is an ad. You should just have him everywhere right now. Um, Orioles are next. That's good. Cutter Crawford made the start for the Red Sox. Uh, and he, he should be starting, and he goes against the Cardinals next, which is not terrible. Um, the Cardinals have been a lot worse in the last two weeks. They're about an average offense at the moment. He throws 94+. plus. I don't really think it's a very good commanded or well-commanded fastball. But he has this really nice cutter. Yeah, cutter Crawford. Shocking. More at 11. Has a cutter. And it's pretty good. (laughs) Uh, He lost his command later on in the game, though. Um, There was a moment he was throwing like 96, 97 in the first inning, I think. First two innings. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I I, I don't think I'm going to go after this, personally. I think there isn't enough in the repertoire. Like, he had a nice curveball, then he didn't really later. Um, and this fastball seems very susceptible. But it's interesting. Seven strikeouts and in five innings. Zero runs, one hit, four walks, right? 13 whiffs against Seattle. Carter Crawford's interesting. That's all I'm going to say right now. Kyle Nelson opened for Luke Weaver, who went about three frames, and who cares? Uh, Michael Kopech, uh, 0.2 innings as he was removed with a knee injury. It stinks. We'll find out more later. Uh, Johnny Cueto came in to pitch. uh, (laughs) I said toss, and that's why I said that. I'm so sorry. 77 pitches uh, before getting, uh, which removes him from today. So keep in mind, if you were trying to think of Cueto, we'll talk about Lance Lynn in a moment. Um, He's going to be starting instead. Cal Quantrill won six innings because, of course, he did against the Athletics. John Gray did really well against the White Sox. Six innings, one and run, three hits, three walks, and ten strikeouts. 19 whiffs. Almost had a King Cole in this with uh, 39% C stuff. I honestly, if he earned one more whiff, 
instead of like a ball and play that probably would have earned in the golden goal, which was 20 and 40 from Patrick Sandoval. I, uh, so now he gets the Tigers. And honestly, what happened here is he was throwing at 96.3 on the heater, which is the highest I've seen all year from him. He went 20, 10 out of 47 whiffs on a slider, which is excellent for 40% CSW. He feels like a cherry bomb though. Maybe not. It's just, we haven't seen that much of John Gray, but it has been this back and forth game. And I'm recognizing it for what it is now. So I I really want him to take advantage of the Tigers so I don't have to call him a cherry bomb. Dean Kramer went, and who cares? Jason Alexander went, and Serenity now as he went 4.2 innings, 7 hits, 3 walks. But wanted to run because it's a sinker, and it's ridiculous and weird, and you don't want to chase us. Paolo Espino went for the Nationals. Looked like he was splitting with Evan Lee. Um, we went 3.2 innings in this, 53 pitches. But it could be something that Espino actually has the starting job because he did last year a decent amount. And there is something to be said about Paulo in NL-only leagues if he continues to start. You don't need to do it now. You can do it probably in the start of July. But he was a decent streamer back then, so maybe? Uh, Taiwan Walker went six innings of one run, six hits, one walk, and ten strikeouts against the Angels. 18 with 38% CSW, also close to that golden goal. And went nine for 31 whiffs on the splitter and 94.6 on the fastball. And he got sliders for 17 out of 22 strikes. This is the best I've seen Walker all year. And he gets the Marlins uh, next. And I think you're okay with that. But I don't know if this is going to actually be the rejuvenation of Taiwan Walker. Right? It could be this and then he falls back down. I don't know if I totally buy it. I mean, I feel like this is him at his peak. And I've been cautious when I see guys who have not performed at the peak. All of a sudden, one game perform at their peak. We'll see. Uh, Patrick Sandoval went six innings, two and runs, eight hits, two walks. So the whip was high, but eight strikeouts. The changeup, finally, ten whiffs on it. Oh, thank you. And he had the slider. And the slider was good that we saw from before this. The fastball is still a little bad, but this is finally the start that I've been waiting for with Patrick Sandoval. And I, I'm more convinced that this is real than Taiwan Walker being real, right? Uh, I know this was in him for ages, and he had this stretch actually around this time last year. So maybe it's the, the summer weather. Maybe it's him getting ramped up through the... I don't know. Maybe there's absolutely no correlation. I really hope this does continue, and you just got to keep starting Patrick Sandoval right now. Herman Marquez, look, this was the most uh, obvious good start from Herman Marquez that you'll ever get. He went against the Padres on the road, and they're bad against right-handers. And he just had his amazing slider and feels like, oh, this would be the start. And seven innings, two earned runs, six hits, zero walks, and six Ks. Good job. And the slider went one for 15 whiffs. It was a curveball that it actually took over. Um, but yeah, now he does it in core. He's like, nope, we're done. Never mind. Okay, see you. Bye. Julio Urias went 20 whiffs for a share of the Gallus pull here. Uh, six innings, two earned runs, three hits, zero walks, 10 strikeouts. He had nine whiffs each on his curveball and his fastball. Uh, the four-seamer was kind of located. I mean... Four-seamer had some good stuff at the top of the zone. The curveball was all over the zone, and it still worked. Fastball velocity was dropped to under 92. I don't know. It feels like, all right, I guess this one worked. Um, the Guardians are next, so yeah, do that. But it doesn't really feel like it's all of a sudden Hurley Urias is now fixed. So I am really think I'm going to adjust him on the list, which of course is what we're going to do later in this podcast. I'll talk about that. Uh, Blake Snell went against the Rockies, uh, Rocky Road, six innings, two and runs, six hits, two walks, seven Ks. Nicely done. It wasn't total BSB, um, but uh, it was good enough. I mean, the curveballs and sliders weren't down enough. 
I uh, which is a little annoying. But this the change of one for twelve CSW, which I'm actually happy about because he pushed it away. It was his fourth most used pitch. I mean, he still threw it over ten percent of the time. But uh, I am curious what's going to happen to cores next time, and I'm a little obviously cautious about that. So I don't think I'm going to do it. Um. So yeah, yeah. I I, I feel better about Snell, but we're still not quite there. Uh, Ranger Suarez went against the Diamondbacks and he didn't do well and only had one whiff on 17 changeups. Nope, not doing it. Kyle Wright went against Pittsburgh and he didn't have his best command with the curveball. Everything, nothing is down. Like, get it all down. And he's not doing it. So he went six innings of 300 runs, seven base runners and seven Ks. I mean, it's good. But the, I think the Kyle Wright command is actually, I would maybe call him a sell high right now. Like, I'm happy that the previous start he had better command but this is kind of more of what we've seen and it hasn't been bad is the interesting part so you couldn't make a case that oh no Kyle Wright when he does click is going to be so great and this is how he is when he's bad and I think it's more of it's fragile and this could fall apart pretty quickly so I'm I'm more leaning on that side than I am the other I I, I wonder if Kyle Wright is a good sell high all right I Jameson Tyone against the Cubs. I was actually at this game. I was really proud of him. I remember it being four, uh, 4-2 game. And this was this was like a 10-3 game. This game was over like after the first inning almost, right, with, with Keegan Thompson on the hill. But Jameson Tyone was still out there. And he had 90, I believe, 92 or 93 pitches at uh, four and two-thirds and a little bit of a jam. It's a 10-3 game. And essentially Boone comes out and is like, all right, you got one more batter, buddy. Get your win. Like, I want you to get this win, but I can't also make you throw over 100 pitches. So, this is your batter, and I got to pull you if you don't do this one. And he got through it. Good stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, still eight base runners and three and runs <laughs> in five innings. Like, Tyone is a Toby, and that's okay. He had a nice little stretch. That's cool. But he's not He's not going to be a top 30, top 40 guy. Uh, Keegan Thompson on the other side. Oh, boy, that was just it's terrible. Uh, and I don't want to go after this. Cole Irvin was our streaming pick, and unfortunately, the Guardians made him pay. Touch of careful Icarus in the sixth inning. He was trying to get that quality start, and he couldn't finish it, and allowed another earned run. 5.2 innings of forward runs, seven base runners, and three Ks. He gets the Royals next, and I think that's okay. You know, I probably will have him in the bottom of questionable start for that, but yeah, it's not something I'm chasing. Jose Quintana's pitch separation is fantastic these days. Four seamers up, curveballs down, changeups down. Like, it's good. It's just the stuff isn't good. And that means that against Atlanta... He lost four and runs, seven base runners, four Ks in five innings. So, yeah. Uh, Ten over 30 whiffs on the curveball, though, but I think everything else is just too not good. Yeah, it, it's it's always fascinating to me because he is doing the, he's being his best self he can right now. And I don't know, I'm kind of curious about it. Um, Graham Ashcraft, what is this? 4.24 innings, four and runs, nine hits, zero walks, two Ks. That's not really what I'm upset about. This is against the Cardinals. I'm upset that he all of a sudden. Went from cutter sinker, so that's essentially 97 going in different directions, which is really cool. And then hopefully he had this slider to throw for strikes, essentially making an upside down triangle, right? Of uh, you have the, cur- the slider going down, cutter going to the left, and sinker going to the right. And instead he decided to go cutter and slider and like just shaft the sinker. Like, no, I'm done with you in this thing. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't shelve this pitch. Now you have pitches kind of going in the same direction. So I was saying down for the slide, but it's really kind of like down and to the left and back into the left, right? So, wait. No. Like, do slink sinker slider going in opposite directions. Don't do cutter slider. That doesn't make sense to me. And he got burned by this. 
I, I don't know what happened. I, I'm sure there's some reasoning for it that I'm missing out. And this is often what I'm talking about before. I'll yell at pitchers for certain pitch choices and repertoire changes. And like, who am I? But that seems wrong. You got to throw the sinker and the cutter together. That's what makes him so effective about like why he was able to hold off hits and stuff. And he has these weak contact because of it. And then you have the slider also mixing in with that is what made him so interesting to me. But if it's sinker, if it's slider cutter, then you're only really relying on the velocity. Because the movement, sure, but at the lower velocity anyway, you're giving more time for people to react in the first place. So it's not as big of a deal. And you need that pitch going the opposite direction with a sinker. And now you're just not doing it? I don't know. I'm curious what the next start's going to look like. Uh, Tarek Skubal against the Jays. This was supposed to be his ace is going to ace label game, and he didn't do it. Four innings, four and runs, seven hits, two walks, five Ks. Ugh. Yeah, he threw too many in YM lock. If you don't know what that is, it's uh, there's low lock and there's high lock. That is the percentage of pitches in the uh, upper third of the zone or the lower third of the zone. The middle third of the zone, that is height-wise, um, is YM lock, and he, everything was there. And that's just not what you want. That's absolutely not what you want. So, uh, yeah, the Jays are really good. Scoopo get through bad pitches, and they punish them. It's just, that, that, that's it. Um, he should be better next time. I don't think that this is something that's going to stick. Cole Sands, no way. Uh, Edward Cabrera does not, didn't have good command. He hasn't had it actually really like the last two starts. And I was really concerned before the start, before the Astros. Now when it gets the Astros, 3.2 and 5 innings. 3.2 innings of 500 runs, 7 hits, 3 walks, and 2 Ks. Yep. Yep, uh, now he gets the Mets, and I'm pretty concerned about that. But he does get Rocky Road after, and that should be good. I mean, Cabrera could pull it off. He was still throwing those hard changeups. It's just the breakers aren't there, and he needs to have better command. Uh, Brad Keller against the Orioles was terrible, so yeah, do not do Brad Keller. And Dakota Hudson is a coin flip regardless of opponent, and that was the Reds. I and mean, we thought maybe we should be safer about it. Nope! Seven, or, seven innings of six and runs. I mean, two came in the seventh, but still, that doesn't... No. No thanks. All right, looking forward to today. Uh, we have Sandy Alcantara, Alec Manoa, Aaron Nola, and Yu Darvish in that top tier. It's Yu Darvish, not Blake Snell. Keep that in mind. Uh, Blake Snell went yesterday all of a sudden, so that means Yu Darvish goes today. Uh, you have Alex Wood, uh, Christian Javier, and Ian Anderson uh, in the probable start tier. Uh, yeah, you should feel pretty good about all of these. I mean, Christian Javier a little bit shakier lately, but I think he's going to recover. Against Texas, should be okay. Um, questionable start to your Mauer Kelly, uh, Lance Lynn, Brady Singer, and Mike Miner. Kelly gets the Reds. I think that's fine. It can arguably be probably start. Uh, Lance Lynn gets the Tigers, and he was not good in his last rehab start, but it was 20 batters faced. He goes against the Tigers. Like, maybe he goes five innings today. He's not been, he hasn't been the most efficient pitcher from what we've seen in the past year, and it makes me a little concerned about this still ill. But, nah, he should be okay in the questionable start here against the Tigers. So, all right. Welcome back, Lance Lynn. Um, Brady Singer is the stream pick of the day. It's a coin flip against the, the Giants. If he's able to uh, get those sinkers for called strikes and sliders for whiffs, he should be all right, but you don't really know. And Mike Miner is a desperate questionable start tier. I think I, I just have this instinct that Mike Miner, in his third start back, is going to shake off the rust and then do better this time against the Diamondbacks. It's just maybe he should be in the do not start tier. I don't know. Josiah Gray is a strikeout play. Same with Mitch Keller. I have them in do not suck because I think the floor is too low. But honestly, they could be above Mike Miner, and that's fine. Uh, Chris Flexen and Kyle Bradish are both Tobies, and they get the Twins and the Jays. And then the others are Ronnie Garcia, Justin Steele, Chris Archer, Zach Thompson on the 
Cardinals, Zach Thompson with a K, uh, and uh, Taylor Hearn. So do not start any of those. All right, and today is the list day. So I'll be here at 1 o'clock, and I'm going to go over it really quickly, just all the things that are going to be changing. I think I'm going to be pushing Sandy Alcantara, Zach Wheeler, and Shane McClanahan, and maybe Justin Verlander into that top tier. I think I'm just going to open it up completely. I don't know. Uh, it's weird. I might just open all of it up. Joe Musgrove, I guess, should still be there. Carlos Rodon's not. Alec Manoa is not. And Kevin Gaussman's going to be underneath McClanahan, Alcantara, and Wheeler. So, like, you're going to see three, four, five of something here. I don't know what. <laughs> and Verlander maybe does go above Gaussman, too. It's, it's I mean, whatever. But that's what that is going to be in the in that section. And then I might then do something like, uh, but yeah, then I'll probably keep it closed. Like, it might just be Gaussman, Musgrove... Manoa in their own tier because I don't really want Giolito in there. Free, no. Lopez, no, and so on and so forth. I I am probably going to push up Severino a little. We're going to bring down Chris Bassett. I going to probably bring down Giolito a little bit. It's kind of weird. There aren't too many of these guys that are really performing at their peak at the moment. Aaron Nola should go up, I think. Um, but yeah, not too much here. Not uh, Chris Bassett's probably going to go in that tier four, and that's fine. Uh, Walker Buehler hits the IL, so keep in mind that is going to be plus one for a lot of people. Uh, but then you're also going to see Lance Lynn come back, so actually never mind. You're probably going to see Lance Lynn show up right where Clint Kershaw was. So at the end of Tier 3, likely. Maybe that Tier 4 just for the first week, and we'll see. Um, otherwise, inside of this, oh yeah, Evaldi hits the IL too, so there you go. There's your plus one. Uh, tier 5 is Darvish, Lauer, Castillo, Wright, and Barrios. I think Lauer needs to go down to Tier 6 at the very least, if not Tier 7, um, with how he's been going. Shane Boz kind of sticks around, honestly. Uh, Gilbert, Snell, Manaya, and Dorian, Mackenzie Gorin, Tony Gonsolin. Ugh, I don't really know how I'm going to treat this. This is this is always where it gets so messy. Manaya, I feel like, is better than all of these. Um, and so is Boz. Gonsolin, I guess, sticks around here. He, he goes up a little. Uh, Mackenzie Gore, I think, needs to fall a little bit because he was just so bad in that start. Uh, Clevenger is back on the COVID IL, so I guess he gets removed again. Uh, Sandoval goes up into that tier six. Ashby stays where he is. Morden goes up a little, I think, because the curveball and everything was just so good. Um... Framer Valdez probably gets a bump. Jordan Montgomery gets a little bit of a bump. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to craft this. Uh, but Christian Javier, no. And, like, there's a lot of these guys at the end of Tier 7. I'm just like, oh, no. Like, Martin Perez needs to fall. Kopech's going to hit the IL. Uh, tier 8 is interesting. Strider is the lead now with Springs, I think, of these guys. So, like, Cabrera, Strider, Contreras, Springs, and Cobb. It's Springs and Strider. They're the ones that are the winners at the moment. Um, and Tier 9, Pavetta goes up. Because he just keeps doing it. Alex Wood should go up. Easier schedule and looked really good in his last outing. But the other one's not so much. Uh, Strasburg falls a ton. Um, Carrasco in tier 10. Eflin gets pushed up a little bit. Ba Bailey Ober is back on the IL, I think. I uh, I believe he is. And yeah, it's just not fun. This is a terrible tier. tier 10. I mean, Eflin, sorry not Eflin, Wainwright does go up too. Uh, let's see, tier 11, 
Hunter Green is going up a good amount. He's essentially Wascarino. Um, Lorenzen gets a little bit more love. Whitlock does not. He get, I think he gets removed too. Man, a lot of guys are getting removed this week. Um, Graham Mashcraft, I think, stays where he is because I don't know what to make of that. Uh, while in Tier 12, I'll push up Merrill Kelly, Michaelis, and Quantrill. Um, but the others here, maybe Fiedo. I uh, And then, I uh, yeah, in Tier 13, there isn't much else. I mean, I guess Connor, uh, whatever his name was, Cutter... Oh my god, I can't I can never remember this guy's name. The cutter dude from the, the Red Sox. You just started, Nick. Come on. I uh, Cutter. The guy who throws cutters. Named Cutter. A <laughs> uh, Cutter Crawford. Jesus, Nick. I uh, he will be on the list today. Probably will be around tier eleven. Something like that. Uh, above those like those secondary Tobies in tier twelve. But yeah, this is gonna be a lot of movement. Because I think it's just, there's, oh, God, this is what it is. It's going to be driving me crazy, and that's it. But anyway, all right, I th- hopefully that helps. My my rambling is hopefully helpful for you, but that's going to do it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babs be low, and your strike outside.